0: Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of English for Managers and Leaders. This is Elle, of course, and in this episode I want to talk about communication for 2020 and beyond for managers and leaders. So let's talk about a couple of key traits that all professional communication should have. One is clarity and the other is conciseness. So in order to be clear, you must make sure that your message is easy to understand for a variety of audiences. And that means doing a few things. First, avoid wordiness. Unfortunately, many people have the impression that if you just add more words, if you use as many words as possible, get all the phrases in there that you can, and your your writing or your speaking will sound smarter and more official, more professional. And I am here to tell you that just is not true. People appreciate clarity. People appreciate knowing exactly what it is you mean to say. They also like knowing exactly what it is that you are asking of them. So we do this by avoiding wordiness, and we do this by avoiding nominalization, which actually I just did right there probably, but that's okay. It was required. So nominalization means turning verbs into nouns. So that we create these long words that have to be a part of a phrase in order to fit in the sentence and many of them end in s-i-o-n or t-i-o-n so here's what i mean by that um, Oh, the committee made the decision to accept the resemblance to the previous logo, decision made just say we decided, we accepted, right? It resembled, use the verb, let the verb be a verb instead of turning it into a noun. So instead of turning decide into decision, which now has to be part of a phrase, just use decide, we decided. Keep things very clear. Verbs are really powerful words, especially in in English. Uh, You know, we depend on them to show you not only what is happening, but also who is doing what is happening. So keep your verbs, verbs, and your writing will be clearer. You can also make sure that your writing is clearer by breaking the habit of beginning sentences with there is, and there are now this is not an official rule if you are beginning sentences with there is and there are you're not breaking a rule of the english language but i'm here to tell you that if you can break this habit and stop putting there is a blah 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 there are several and get to the point then your employees will have a better idea right away of what it is you want to say to them. This is important if you are the manager or the leader because your team looks to you to make sense of things in a complicated world. They look to you to clarify when they are confused or they are hearing conflicting news about politics, about the economy and how it affects your organization. So something as simple as not using there is and there are at the beginning of a sentence can actually have a a huge impact on the clarity of your messaging. So I really recommend just trying it out. Be concise. I touched on this a moment ago, avoiding wordiness. And I want to give you a few examples now uh, because conciseness does impact clarity. It also just saves a lot of time. And if you are working with people from a variety of places with a variety of native languages, but you are working in English, then being concise can also reduce the chance for people to misunderstand and misinterpret. So instead of using in order to, you can just use to, right? In order to reduce the budget. To reduce the budget. Or this one which is this is a real pet peeve for me due to the fact of you can just say because because one word as a group we made the decision to choose all of that could be summed up we decided so listen to that again as a group we made the decision to choose we decided There's no need to have as a group if you're already using we. And instead of make the decision, which is nominalization, by the way, you've turned decided into a noun. And decide and choose are the same thing, so we don't need both of those in one sentence. So we can clear all that up and be both clear and concise by saying or writing we decided another element of communication that is important for leaders and managers in the 21st century and beyond is what i like to call bi business lingual yes i made that up it is a made up word i have taken the word bilingual which we all know and inserted business in the middle because i'm not talking about learning you know french or english or mandarin though of course all of those are important When I I say this, I'm talking about learning to speak the language of many different departments and fields um, in your industry or in your company. So if you are in marketing, it's easy to learn all of the jargon, all of the terms specific to marketing because you hear them all day, you use them all day. But it's really beneficial for all of us to also know the language of finance to know the language of sales, to understand the jargon of compliance, to understand the terminology used by HR professionals. When we can do this and we can communicate effectively with all of the people in our organizations at any level, and all of those people will be able to understand us quite easily because we're speaking in their own jargon and terminology. In the 21st century and beyond, I truly believe that leaders and managers need to be able to communicate using a variety of media. And, you know, part of that is social media and part of that is video, which means that we have to understand sound, we have to understand lighting if we're doing a video, we have to understand the importance of, you know, a decent background. But most of all, we have to understand the content. So the content has to be valuable. We have to share information with people who report to us, people who look to us for answers, for um, confirmation or clarity, people who are looking to us at times that are very difficult if they're afraid of losing their jobs, afraid of changes that we're facing in an industry then the content needs to address what that audience is looking for, which leads to the next point about video. You know, Just being able to make a good video is a good first step because I, I understand completely that making good video is difficult. It takes a lot of technical skill, but understanding your audience needs is even more important because it doesn't matter how slick your video, how well put together, how crystal clear your sound, how expensive your microphone, or the fact that you have, you know, perfectly professional lighting equipment. None of that will matter if what you are creating doesn't meet your audience's needs, because they'll listen for five minutes and then stop. And if you're going to use video to communicate in the 21st century, and I believe that managers and leaders will have to do this, then you also need to, of course, understand budget. Um, It doesn't have to be expensive to use a variety of media, but we do have budgets and we need to live within those, even in the workplace. And then um, social media is also a part of communicating in the 21st century, I believe, for managers and leaders. So we have to be able to leverage Twitter, for instance, by being able to say something that's truly meaningful in just a few characters. Uh, We have to understand how to leverage Instagram and the the visual focus there, Um, especially if you are in an industry that has something that people like to look at, then Instagram is definitely the social media that you should become an expert at if you are a leader in your organization because visual communication is absolutely communication just as much as being able to present at a conference um, or write a memo. There's a, an expression that is, maybe it's overused or maybe it's a simplification, but I believe it's important. I've heard people say that, you know, we have two ears and only one mouth for a reason, right? Maybe that's corny, but I think it matters when we're talking about communicating effectively as leaders and managers. We do have two ears and only one mouth, so it is, I think, reasonable to imagine that we should be listening at at least as much as we are talking. And not just listening passively, which is barely better than hearing, but listening actively. You know, asking questions, taking notes, repeating something to the person who's speaking, to make sure that we understood, and then giving them a chance to clarify. Listening empathetically is hugely important in the 21st century. We are all under a great deal of stress. We're living in a pandemic. Some of us have been home for five months. People can't send their children to school. People are dealing with sick relatives. Um, People are unemployed in record numbers. Governments all over the world seem to have lost their minds, if I can just be blunt. So we need to be empathetic, and that includes listening. We need to hear what is said, but also what is not said. We also need to consider the motives and the intent behind what people say, especially when people are communicating in highly emotional um, and really emotionally charged situations. And then we need to recognize our own filters, as well as other people's filters right so you know think about cameras especially before people used their phones instead of using an actual camera we had filters that you could put on the end of a lens right and you put one filter on and everything looked just a little bit a little bit blurry so that it was kind of soft you put another filter and everything was some shade of green or red or blue and so filters change how we perceive things it's the same with listening I have filters based on the fact that I am a woman. Some of you listening have filters based on the fact that you are a man. uh, You might have filters based on the fact that you were born and raised in Zimbabwe, or France, or Spain, or the north part of the U.S. versus the southern part of the U.S., right? We all have filters, and we need to consider them as we listen. And all of this matters, of course, for those of us who who want to lead and want to manage people and want to develop other leaders and make a positive impact on people in our organizations and our organizations as a whole because effective communication, being clear, being concise, using a variety of media, listening really well, allows us to collaborate it allows us to play a part in training people. It allows us to sell in a way that is not the cheesy kind of selling. You know, but the way that allow, that we connect with people who want the service or product that we have. Communicating effectively is at the heart of persuading people. It's also a huge part of creating something that didn't exist before. It allows us to negotiate and to mediate so that we can help people come to an agreement. We can help people resolve their conflicts and create peaceful, harmonious, productive workplaces where people are truly engaged. Thank you so much for being here for this episode, and I'll see you in the next one, everyone.